Hauser, and welcome to this week's episode of How's We Manage, where we aim to inspire, bring joy, and teach you better ways to manage yourself. In today's episode, we continue with the focus on feedback. Last time, we discussed how you can improve your ability to receive feedback. And as a reminder, the order was intentional. This is because by becoming a better feedback receiver, you naturally become a better feedback giver. If you'd like to review the four steps that we discussed in our previous episode, then we encourage you to check out the show notes in episode three. There's an infographic linked that you can look at as a reminder. But we'd also love to hear if over the last couple of weeks, if you've been able to implement any of those practices that you learned and hopefully experience how freeing it is that when we accept we're not in control over how someone gives us feedback, we're only in control of how we receive it. It's a very liberating experience. Today we're shifting our focus onto giving feedback, and we will discuss how you can get better at giving the gift of feedback. We have to remember that giving feedback is a skill, and like all skills, it takes time to develop. Here's where I want to start today. Imagine that you have a friend on your team. This is a colleague that you're close with, and this person continues to interrupt other people, and you can tell that other team members are getting irritated. And you've decided, okay, I want to talk with this person because I care about them and I don't think they're aware this is happening. Imagine yourself in that scenario. Now, think of a word, one word you would use to describe how that situation makes you feel when you think about, okay, I'm going to have this hard conversation with this person that I care about. What word comes to mind? I'd guess that for most of you, you're thinking of words such as nervous, uncomfortable, dread, anxious, apprehensive, timid. Whenever we have this conversation in courses, those are always the words that tend to come up. So you get the idea. Typically, it's inviting emotions that are not very pleasant to experience. Now, this is totally normal. And it's because it's really challenging to provide critical feedback. And frankly, most people don't know how to do it because of that, because it's hard, because it makes us feel so uncomfortable. So we have to remember that feedback is a gift. Think about it this way. Imagine if you had a big piece of like a leafy green salad stuck in your teeth. The kind of situation or like food stuck in your teeth situation where if you smile, it looks like you're missing your front tooth. What if no one told you it was there? How embarrassing would it be to go through your entire day like that, through multiple meetings, conversations, and no one had the decency to say, hey, I think you have something in your teeth. That would be terrible. This is how we need to look at feedback. And what's interesting about feedback is you'd think that the closer you get to people, the easier it is to give it. Now, if we're talking about the feedback I give my husband regarding his clothes that are always on top of the hamper instead of in the hamper, sure, that's super easy for me, a little too easy. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about work relationships. And sometimes the closer we get to our colleagues, the harder it can be to provide critical feedback. It's almost like it's more challenging to give feedback to the people that we care about. But again, and I will say this a lot in this episode, feedback is a gift. 
When we look at some of the reasons why this can be challenging, it's it starts with, well, there's two different things we'll talk about. The first is that it's not uncommon for feedback to be associated with hurt feelings or feeling like you're being criticized. Part of this has to do just with our human response of being called out on an opportunity. It's hard. Acknowledging we have blind spots is not something many of us enjoy, but just like cars, we've all got them. The other reason feedback can get this reputation is because people often make the mistake when giving feedback of making it about someone's personal characteristics. Feedback should always focus on behavior, not personal characteristics. For example, imagine if a colleague or a boss said to you, you just seem unmotivated and disengaged lately. This would sting a bit, right? Saying someone is unmotivated or disengaged are common examples of feedback that are focused on a person rather than on the actions of that person. So the best way to avoid that is to focus on what you can actually see. So instead, what your colleague or boss should have pointed out is reference the behaviors they notice coming from you that imply a lack of motivation. So for example, maybe you've been late to like a handful of meetings lately. Maybe you're typically really open about sharing ideas and asking questions. And in recent meetings, you've been really quiet. Or maybe you've been visibly fiddling with your phone during meetings. Those are specific actions that can be observed, not personal characteristics. So We'll come back to this in just a second. I want to talk about what good feedback looks like and how you can deliver it. So we'll use that example to help illustrate it. But what we use at House to help us keep our feedback focused on behaviors and not characteristics is something called SBI. This is a simple way of looking at feedback. SBI feedback stands for first the situation, the B stands for the behavior, and the I stands for the impact of that behavior. So put simply, what this model is saying is solid feedback provides insight on a situation that took place. It identifies behaviors of an individual that you observe, and it explains the impact of their behavior. Now, it's not always going to be in this perfect sequential order, and it it certainly doesn't have to be. You just want to think of this more as like a recipe, right? So just like if you were making cookies and you forgot to put sugar in your recipe, Your cookies might look like cookies, but they're probably not going to taste very great. SBI is the same. You just want to ensure that when giving feedback, you incorporate those three elements. So let's go back to that example above where, you know, again, you're exhibiting examples of behavior that make you seem unmotivated. So your leader in your next one-on-one references that. If they were using SBI, it should sound something like this. Now, keep in mind, this is just one way to say something. This is just giving you an example of that situation and what it could look like when using SBI. So it might sound something like this, like, hey, Jesse, I just I wanted to chat with you today and see how you're doing. Something that I've noticed is over our last couple of team meetings, you haven't been as participative. Normally, you ask really great questions, and I've noticed you've just you know been playing with your phone a bit lately throughout meetings. And I want you to know, I really see you as a role model on this team. And when other team members see you doing that, it you know it really doesn't set the best example. So I, I know it's been a really hard year and I, I just wanna check in with you to make sure that you're okay. Something like that. Again, that's just one example. It's hard to 
like have a fake conversation because there's no like dialogue, but you get the idea. In this example, the situation is the team meeting, the different behaviors that were called out were showing up late, different uh, type of participation from what's normal of this individual, and then just the impact of their behavior and not setting the best example. Now, while any critical feedback, and in this case, I would say this is critical, it can be really hard to take in, right? Even if it's delivered perfectly. It's just what this does when we use SBI is it makes it clear to the individual the behaviors that they're exhibiting and what the impact of those behaviors are. And when they know those things, they're able to make changes. So this is really helpful to keep in mind when you are the person delivering the feedback. You might be thinking, okay, great, but feedback is reserved for managers to give to their team members. But that's actually not true. You have, regardless of what level you are at, you have the opportunity to provide feedback as well. So before we wrap this episode up, I want to look at an example of peer-to-peer feedback. Let's pretend on your team, one of your colleagues who you have a great relationship with continues to cut you off in conversations. It's not intentional. You know they aren't even aware that they're doing it, but it has happened in the last few conversations between the two of you, and it's also happened in a couple of team meetings. Getting cut off is annoying no matter who does it, right? None of us enjoy being interrupted, but as we discussed, if we're making this about personal characteristics, if you were to tell your colleague they're annoying, that's making it personal rather than focusing on their behavior. So instead, you want to focus on that behavior. Some of you might be thinking, why do I have to tell them? I'll leave that to someone else or that's our manager's job. But think about the people in your life you trust the most. It's likely those who are willing to show you your blind spots in a caring way. So we should all own that responsibility to be that person in other people's lives. Again, going back to the example of food in your teeth. You want people to tell you. It's the same idea. So let's think about this friend and how would you address it? You'd obviously want to consider in this example, what are the behaviors this person is exhibiting and how is that impacting the interactions between them? So I'm going to try to do a fake dialogue this time and hope that that illustrates it. Let's just call your friend Sally. And again, this is just one example. It's not always going to go exactly this way. You can't always script it perfectly, but it may sound something like this. Hey, Sally, um, I've noticed something recently I'd like to share with you. If you're open to hearing it, would that be all right, Sally? uh, Okay, sure. Back to you. (laughs) This is going to be fun. Um, I know it's not intentional, but in our last few meetings or conversations, you have unintentionally cut me off when I'm speaking, and I know that you're coming from such a good place and you mean no harm by it at all. I just wanted to bring it to your attention. Have you noticed that at all? Sally may respond something like, no, you know, I can't say I have. I guess I just get excited. Sorry. You could come back in with, oh, you know, I appreciate that. I know how thoughtful you are and how much you care about other people's ideas. And I'm sorry. I know sometimes it's hard to hear things like this. I'm just addressing it because I care about you. And I hope that if I was ever unintentionally doing something that maybe made you feel like I wasn't listening, I would hope that you would tell me. Hopefully Sally would say something like, of course, you know, I appreciate it. And then you could follow up with, you know, is there something I can do moving forward, like some sort of code word or something? If it's if it's happening again, she might say, yeah, you know, that would be really helpful. It helps me made aware in the moment sometimes. 
Okay, I know. This is kind of like the picture-perfect scenario. It doesn't always go that way. But as the feedback giver, you have covered your bases here. This is how you protect the relationship while still providing feedback that may make you feel uncomfortable. You're incorporating all the things that matter, right? You're making it about her behavior, not her personal traits. To wrap it up for today, we have to remember, it's our responsibility to provide each other with feedback, even though sometimes it's really uncomfortable. What we really want you to take away from this is, again, just think SBI. Your feedback has to focus on specific behaviors and what the impact of those behaviors are. When it doesn't, this is where feedback can bring in emotions that just are not necessary. So always focus on what you see or observe. This is going to help make your message more clear and easier to take in because it won't feel as personal. Okay, I threw a lot at you today. I'm sorry, but just keep in mind, we have entire courses dedicated to this topic because it's far more complex than we realize. This was just meant to be a snapshot of some helpful things that you can keep in mind. So remember, S-B-I. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of How's We Manage and that you're feeling more confident in your ability to provide feedback. There are additional resources linked below. Check them out. And just remember, don't be hard on yourself with this. Feedback is a skill that needs to be practiced by everyone so you are not alone. And drill it into your mind that feedback is a gift. You are giving someone a gift that is going to make them better. And with that, we hope everyone has a great week and we look forward to seeing you next time.